Live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a newsflash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. (laughs) I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. (laughs) Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the snow. Sounds like show. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be talking to adults. <laughs> Even if it is just you, Kelly. <laughs> oh, well, that's the but best I'm, you well, get. My snark is on high today. My, wow. my, my snarky snark is, uh, is escalated. Is it as high as the snowbanks? Oh, my Lord. And and just to make sure that it doesn't go anywhere fast, we got freezing rain this morning just to like kind of put a shell like a Ooh. like a like a shellac over it. Like yeah. the, the chocolate you put on the ice cream and then it hardens. Yeah, but not even close to as wonderful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, it's like magic shell, but suck. magic snow (laughs) and then on Wednesday or what's tomorrow's Wednesday on Thursday we're supposed Mm -hmm. to get more snow are you kidding me but it'll be this nice magic shell on top of the already existing 36 inches of snow and then we'll get more snow so it'll be like a snow parfait And my oh, kids so still be home. I can't even take it anymore. So there has not been any school this past no. year. No. 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 And I, we even had a little bit of a reprieve because I guess the coaches get it more than the superintendent whose kids aren't even in school anymore and the transportation director who just laughs. So the, um, the, we got a, what you call it? We got an email from the wrestling coach yesterday that said that the guys were still going to have practice today because they have to, you know, they have a wrestling match tomorrow, supposedly. Oh and uh, they were going to go get weighed in and all that. But the superintendent said, oh, nay, nay. No child shall leave their home for any reason, even for a practice. So the they were told to exercise at home. <laughs> <laughs> Their thumbs, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's like taking PE online. Exactly. <laughs> you could do that. Oh, my cousin Jen is a PE instructor. <laughs> That's awesome. PE online. I like it. That's uh, you can do that. You can take PE online. Uh-huh. My daughter's going to do it during the summer. I don't understand. You well, you, you have to track things. You have to, like, you can go bowling and you can do your sit-ups and your push-ups and you have to track them in the computer and you get a grade for it. It's like Fitbit. Yeah, basically. Great. <laughs> We're going to, we won't need human beings after a while. Nope. Or school. Or school. 
No reason for it. Stupid. And just stay in the house. Let all your muscles atrophy so you won't have to eat anymore. You know, it's it's awesome. We'll just, we'll all look like giant blobs or right. we'll all look like skeletons. There will be no in-between. But we'll all have amazingly strong thumb muscles. <laughs> we'll turn in, our, our arms will turn into giant thumbs. That's all we'll have. We'll have a support system, like a mitten with big-ass Popeye thumbs. That's what we're going to have. <laughs> That's all it's going to exist, I swear, in the future. It's craziness. Ah, so anyway, besides my insanity, it's – and, 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 and mm-hmm. to top it all off, Kelly. Yes. What is, what is There's the a top? There is a top. There is a cherry on this freaking cupcake. Mm-hmm. What is the vehicle that I'm left with? Um, a Volkswagen? A minivan. May as well be a Volkswagen. A minivan. <laughs> Equally as shitty in the snow. Right. Right? Well, I can't. It's stupid. Are you I, trying to go places? I thought about it. Oh, okay. I thought about escaping. I certainly did. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Given my current situation. It's ridiculous. And then my husband's like, hey, let's take the kids out. Did you see the video of the eight-year-old doing donuts in the truck? No. In the pickup truck? No, I right. did not. It, it has to be somebody in Pennsylvania or or Ohio. That's that's all I can gather. But it's there. There's this eight year old kid, two eight year old kids actually, in the in the driver's seat of a pickup truck, a full on pickup truck, new ish. And the guy goes, "What are you doing in the snow?" And the kid goes, "Donuts." And then they take off and they start, the kid starts doing donuts in the pickup truck with no, and the adults are just laughing. Oh my gosh. And I showed it to my family and what did they do? Donuts. Let's see, mom. It's totally okay. I'm like, you guys are so stupid. (laughs) Oh my God. They want to take Uh, the cars out and, and do this thing called drifting. It's when you go to empty parking lot uh-huh. and you get up to an unreasonable rate of speed and then slam on your brakes and you just slide. Oh, like hydroplaning in the water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My vehicle that I paid for, that I provide the insurance for, they want to do this awesome. And I'm like, no, no, I'll be damned if you're going to be dumb on my dime. So <laughs> it's not happening. I won't That's pay That's crazy. It is crazy, but it's what kids think is cool because they see it on jackass or ridiculousness and they think that's what you do. It's like, oh my God. How about King of the Mountain? Did you see? Yes, I did see that. I saw a picture. Parent Nation, here's a a tip. If you take their devices away and throw them outside in the snow, they (laughs) will figure it out. They will do it. They'll figure out what to do. You know, they'll, they'll pick up a pile of snow and be like, oh, this is an odd temperature and texture. Maybe I'll throw it at someone. And then the snowball fight will be born and we can all go back to being normal parents again. I'm convinced. I made my kids leave. They're like, Mom, can we walk up to the convenience store? I'm like, do you have money? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then go shovel some sidewalks and make some money. And then you can go to the convenience store. Nice. See? What are people paying for for that nowadays? Oh, we have uh, like 10, 20 bucks, depending on the side of the size of the sidewalk and how much they have to do. Okay. Yeah. 
It's it's That's a pretty good payday. That's not bad. Old people pay ten dollars, no matter how much okay. you shuffle. Right. Your hands could be bleeding and you could be passing out and they would still pay you 10 bucks. And that's, that's 10 times as much as I got paid. Right. I got a quarter. Well, and thank, thank goodness we don't have to shovel sunshine. Oh, that's, that was real funny, Kelly. <laughs> I'm glad you got jokes today. <laughs> that was, that was funny. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. You're so fired after this winter. <laughs> Can't even stand it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so, anywho, so you guys, um, you having any air conditioner issues in Arizona? Um, no, we are not. We are not. We occasionally I have to put it on in the car because the sun, you know, heats up the inside of the car yeah, just right, that. and then you have to turn it on a little bit just to cool yourself down. Oh, wow! <laughs> I feel bad. But oh, other than that, it's been, like, it's going to be 70 today. Oh, my God. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. It's 52 right now. I'm getting physically sick right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But here's the thing. It was 75 degrees on Christmas Day. I know. Isn't that uh, crazy? Mother Nature and her damn menopause. Oh, I uh, had, I, I'm going to tell Parent Nation the truth. I'm going to be what? transparent. I started experiencing hot flashes. Oh. And it's not pleasant. You know, no. I was thinking, because I'm one of those people, raise your hand, Parent Nation, if you're one of those moms who is constantly cold ever since you had a kid. Constantly cold. It, like, ridiculous. I think my kids screwed up my temperature gauge or something. <laughs> I am constantly cold. and But I used to be, I used to go skiing and do fun things before I had kids. Whatever. So, anywho, um, I started ever since like Thanksgiving ish, like Halloween, Thanksgiving. I've started to have hot flashes, but I weren't wasn't sure what they were. I thought maybe I was coming down with the flu or something, mm-hmm. like constantly. But no, no, it's the, it, it's legit hot flashes because they come and go, and I will like start getting. I'll start sweating, and then I'll feel nauseous and tired. It makes me like really, really tired, like. You know what I mean? Like, I get the weekies. Right. And then it goes away. I know. I mean, the second wind afterwards is pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I must admit. But it's, yeah, I don't don't like it. I don't like this whole thing. I think it's pretty stupid. (laughs) I don't know why women got saddled with all this crap. Hormones. Hormones. Do men get hot flashes? Do men go through these changes? Um, I know they tend to lose hormones as they get older, but I think they do. We just... Seriously? A receding hairline is the equivalent of hot flashes, Kelly? uh, No, I'm not saying that, but I think they get moody sometimes. They have to buy convertibles. Right. Date younger women. Right. I'm sorry. That was horrible. I sounded like such a horrible man hater when I said that. I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean any of that. Well, I meant some of that, but not for every man. So anyway. So, oh my gosh. So, okay, let's stop talking about men because I don't want to get men all pissed off. It's it's home. It's 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 uh, the home business happy hour today. It is. I'm excited. Because we got um, we got some great home business people on the show that are going to be talking about social media stuff it's it's not no we remember we were going to do that last week 
Oh crap! And we see? had it. <laughs> Along with the hot flashes, my memory shot. Yeah. So, so this is why. Sorry, Parent Nation. This is why I thought it was Home Business Happy Hours because it was supposed to be last week, but we did a rerun because everybody was sick on the planet. Apparently, everybody got sick with the same thing. So it's not Home Business Happy Hour, but it's still it's still a good show. It's still a good show. It's it's a very social media organizational-esque. It is. We're going to tame the internet today. We're going to tame the internet? Yeah, I we're going to find out, find out if, um, if, like, mom should know everybody's passwords in the, in the house. What I do you get, think about that? Uh, well, of course. Yeah. I, I bought the do, damn thing. Do your kids give them up freely? Well, yeah, because they want to keep their devices. <laughs> It's, you know what I mean? It's just that right. simple. If I take it from you and I can't open it because I don't know the password, you don't get it back until I do. But is yeah. that my right? Uh, is that legally my right? We're going to find out. Right. And I have a feeling that the answer is going to piss some people off. I know. It's, all in, those, it's all in those terms that you, you don't read and you click. Ah, I just clickbaited Parent Nation. <laughs> Oh, but you're already here. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a good show. We're going to talk to Janelle Patterson about kids and social media. And then um, we're going to... Oh, and Janelle is the partner of um, a previous guest that we had on. She right. is the creator of Frenity.com. And then um, in the third segment, we're going to be talking to Kay Bransford about why family has to... Uh, share their passwords and if they have to share their passwords. So it's going to be a good show. I'm excited about it. So anywho, Sue Kelly, have you been watching the, uh, have you been watching stuff in the news lately? On and off. On and off. It seems like everything is so political that, that it's hard to find actual news. <laughs> right. Are you noticing that? I'm oh, so sure. Ti- I'm so tired of it. I wish people would actually talk about real topics instead of like tabloid politics. And that's what it's become. But, sure, because that's what people, it's like a train wreck. They want to watch and listen, but, you know. But we're picking the next president of the United States. I think that we should, like, be avoiding the train wreck and start looking at the engineers and the people who build the fucking trains. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, it's craziness. I don't think we need to be focused on that stuff. But anyway, um, so here's the thing. Disney's got, or uh, Disney. <laughs> I couldn't. I read my notes wrong. Live radio, whatever. Um, Texas has got some screwed up stuff going on with their school systems. Mm. So do you remember back in um, back in the beginning of the month, a a seventh grader was given was suspended and was threatened to be sent to an alternative school? Um, (laughs) Yeah, our, our network is based out of Texas. So this is kind of funny. So listen up. People, anyway, um, that that seventh grader, uh, two girls shared their uh, their inhaler. Oh yes, and they were both suspended. And the one who gave up her inhaler for her dying friend um, was sent to an alternative school for up to thirty days. Are you kidding me? Because she did that, right? And then, um, so just recently, an eighth grader who's at an alternative school was suspended because a girl in his class had an asthma attack that was so bad 
that she literally passed out and fell on the floor. And the teacher said, don't go anywhere. Just everybody stay calm and stay in your seats. I've emailed the nurse. And the boy's like, F that, you know, and he picked her up and he ran her to the nurse. Mm-hmm. And probably saved her life. And he got suspended. Uh, for not listening to the teacher and stay, not staying in his seat like he was supposed to. Oh, my gosh. What is going on in Texas schools? Like this is the same. This is the same area. <laughs> I I know that we all want to believe that TogiNet people, but it's like, it, oh my gosh, it's really happening. Did you do you remember the little boy who was um, suspended because he brought the Lord of the Rings ring and said he was going to make a kid disappear? Yeah, Texas the magic. <laughs> I think I think we need to work the I think we need to work on the administration, the choices of the administrations and schools in Texas cuz y'all got something crazy going on. And why are all these kids using inhalers? <laughs> it's I I don't understand that either. And you know, I don't know. It seems a little bit crazy to me. I think that there we need to make I think there needs to be good Samaritan rules in school, just like there are on the road. If you see if you see someone pass out on the road and, and they're laying in traffic and you help them out of the road, you can't be sued because of good Samaritan laws, right? Right. So why doesn't the same thing apply in schools? If you're doing something to save another person's life, you can't be suspended. I declare that a new rule. <laughs> I don't understand why that happens. I think we're a little bit screwed up. I think that we don't give kids enough credit. We don't teach them enough. And then when they do something that surprises us, we're like, oh, well, that wasn't in the plan. And then we want to punish them for it. (laughs) I don't get it. I think that we're too focused on being, we don't know what we want anymore. I think parenting has gotten too hard. That's why we're going to do, yeah, I don't agree with alternative schools either. We should have that conversation next time. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Our producer is typing, I don't agree with alternative schools. I think they're ridiculous, too. You know, I think if you if you do it right in the mainstream schools, you don't need them. (laughs) Get it right the first time. So anyhow, we have a great show, but we want to know if you think it's a great show and if what we're doing is right. So we want you to go on toginet.com and click the button in the upper right hand corner that says take our listener survey and tell us what you think of the show. And we really appreciate your help and it will help us get better ratings and reach more people. So we want you to do that for us. And uh, we're going to go to a break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking to Janelle Patterson about kids and social media. So talk to you soon. Stay tuned. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Is it ever okay to hug a co-worker at the office? 
In Sweden, up to 25% of workers have hugged a cuddle-worthy colleague. However, only 4% have hugged the boss. I guess it is lonely at the top. According to a recent survey of American companies, 7 in 10 executives said embracing co-workers in a business setting is inappropriate. Some would say it's okay if you're administering the Heimlich maneuver. It seems a little snuggleopagus can get you into big trouble at work. Even though you might enjoy a big hug, not all people like to be touched. Maybe that's why in China and Korea, they greet each other with a bow or nod of the head instead of a handshake. What's a word for the fear of being touched? Fixophobia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. <laughs> hey, Parent Nation. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... First of all, words you never heard is the funniest freaking thing ever. I love that. Did she say snuffle up against? Because I thought something. that was a character from Sesame Street. Yes. It was, it was not- some, something like that. And dixophobia. That's <laughs> totally a male corporate dominant word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start chest bumping people at work. And see <laughs> Just like walk up to them randomly. <laughs> see what happens i think it'll be great uh, i think i'd make a lot more friends that way <laughs> oh my gosh i love this show so anyway <laughs> our first guest today is janelle patterson and she is um she is the partner of a guest that we had on a previous show she is the founder of frenity.com which she started after many years in the corporate world and um she set out on a mission to create a safe website that would accomplish two things. One, she wanted to give parents a way to introduce their children to social media on their terms in a safe place, which completely makes sense. And the other thing is she wanted to create a way to help families, classrooms, sports teams, and all types of other organizations to connect um, privately in a single location, which I love. So Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tara. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate you having me on this morning. Absolutely. Well, this is very timely if I don't know where you're from. I'm on the East Coast. St. Um, Louis. St. Louis. All right. So we're kind of we're like in an Alaskan state right now. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. You guys just got pounded with snow, didn't you? We did. We did. Unfortunately, it did not affect the Wi-Fi at all. Um, (laughs) So. My kids have been, I've learned so much about social media that I didn't know in the last three days because I, I'm like, you know what, here's the thing. If you're going to be on your devices, you're not going to be holed up in your room for 12 hours doing mm-hmm. God knows what. So let's spend some time together around the things that you're doing. And my husband just found out that Snapchat is basically conversation with pictures Um, that only stay online for six seconds. And then my little teen pipes up, unless you screenshot it and then it's forever. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. (laughs) Right. So it's those kind of conversations where 
we're learning things that we didn't know we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And so it takes a snowstorm to figure that out, right? <laughs> sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Because here's the thing, when they're, in, when they're in school or when they're on the bus or when they're out of arm's reach or out of your home, who knows what they're doing? Yes. Sometimes even when they're in, in their bedroom, who knows what yeah. they're doing, right? And so I, I got to be honest, you know, I don't to like them. to go in there. I, they're, they're like, <laughs> they're 14 and 16 years old. I don't walk in without knocking. It's just not yeah, good. I have a couple of them myself. I get it. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> enter at your own risk, right? That's exactly. <laughs> the life of a teenager. Uh, precisely. I get it. Precisely. So tell us what made you start this? I mean, we know that you started mm-hmm. it because of a social media experience, but tell us about mm-hmm. how this whole business started. Sure. So do you want me to kind of go into that experience a little bit? Because, you know, I never had the intention of starting a social media company. Um, <laughs> interestingly, I my whole life, my career was spent in corporate sales, as you mentioned. And um, when my oldest daughter, who's 17 now, was 11, uh, she got her first iPhone, and the only reason she got it so young was because she was a competitive gymnast spending so many hours in the gym that we thought, you know, it would be so much easier if um, she could just text us if she wanted to be picked up. And um, so what we thought was a great idea caused a typical chemical reaction in a child's brain because, you know, you put it in their hands and immediately they think, oh, does that mean I get Twitter and Facebook back then and all of those and we said, absolutely not. There's nothing good that comes from that for um, kids, but under 13, because that's the law, according to COPPA, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. But unfortunately, um, she did download Instagram. And, you know, like I said, sometimes strangers can even find them in their own bedroom. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, the wrong person found her. There's a happy ending, but it terrified her, terrified us. And, you know, she was an 11-year-old girl just uploading stuff like any normal kid would, just not knowing any better, didn't have the privacy settings set up because she didn't know about them, didn't know how to manage them, and, um, you know, was interacting away. And, you know, I was busy with, you know, being a mom and and having my career and had no clue what was going on Mm -hmm. until that happened. Um, So when I started really looking into it, I thought, oh, my goodness, this has to be happening to more parents than me because every kid I know has a cell phone and they're all online. So I started doing the research and I I just found some amazing things. I found, um, you know, this this is scary. There is a study that came out last year that said, over 50% of all kids by age 10 will have a social media account, whether or not their parents know it. And, you know, I really think that's true. I was speaking to a class of fifth graders um, week before last, and I asked them, now these are 10-year-olds, and I said, hey, raise your hand if you have a cell phone. About 80% of them raised their hands. Wow. And so I said, okay, okay, so now tell me who in here has a social media account same hands go right back up. And I'm like flabbergasted, right? And then I said, okay, so I'm going to ask you another question. And and this is not to get you in trouble. I just want you to be honest. How many of you have ever talked to a stranger online? Probably about 60% of the hands went back up. Wow. I was blown away. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's that type of, you know, I have statistics that would just make your head spin, but that's initially what led me to create Frenity. So um, 
I didn't have a coding background. I couldn't write a line of code to save my life. So I had to, you know, go out there and, and kind of collect resources and meet people and network and figure out how I was going to put it all together. But I put the business plan together, and I actually created the initial user interface on PowerPoint <laughs> just because I needed to be able to explain it to a graphic designer. And, um, you know, after I had everything put together, it took me about a year and a half, I started pitching it. And um, ultimately um, ran into an investor who is one of my major business partners who's been phenomenal and um, really kind of got behind it. So we put an entire team of people together to make it happen. And then we launched last year in April, and we're launching version two um, this April. That is amazing. And so is this a social, is this a social media platform? Yeah, it's, we really kind of call it the next generation of social media. So what we say and what our messaging is, like when we're talking to schools, et cetera, is our messaging is always the right mix. So everyone's going to have a Snapchat or a Facebook or an Instagram or whatever they like, and that's awesome. They should keep it. We don't want them coming off of that. But what people need to start thinking about is putting a filter on. And and that filter can be frenity. So we're private, whereas those public forums like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, they're very public. And when you tweet something, you're not tweeting it just to your followers. You're tweeting it to the you know, the 306 million people, right? (laughs) Unless it's private, right? Exactly. And so what we're saying is it's good. Have that, but use your public social media to, to really build your personal brand. Make it so good that you want people to find you on there for the right reasons. And then use Frenity to complement your sharing. So focus on putting the intimate, more interesting, fun things about you in Frenity or set up a group with your friends and just be kids. It's a safe place. It's not on the Google sphere. Nothing inside a friendly group will ever show up on Google to come back and haunt somebody. And um, we're seeing a lot of families. We're seeing, um, like you said earlier, classrooms, sports teams, etc. But it is a social media platform. The big, big difference is two things. One, it's completely private, and two, it's compliant with COPPA, unlike all the other ones out there. So you don't have to be 13 to use Frenity. If you're under 13, your parent can set you up, and we have a COPPA-compliant process in place to allow that to happen that the other guys don't have. That is pretty awesome. And I have to tell you, first of all, two things came to mind as you were speaking. The first thing is we need to stop um, shaming parents who give their kids cell phones. Right. Agree. Right? Because everybody does it and they do it for the reasons that you gave and they do it for Mm -hmm. reasons that we wouldn't agree with. And who gives a shit? If your kid has a cell phone and 80% of our kids have cell phones, we have to collectively come together with ways to keep our kids safe and stop worrying about shaming the parents who have done what we think we're too good to do. You nailed it, Tara. I 100% agree with you. Awesome. (laughs) Which is why I love (laughs) Kennedy. The second thing is, <laughs> the second thing that I wanted to say is, I, I totally get what you're saying about the need for a private space because our kids have become so voyeuristic. Oh yeah, that they don't understand humility and privacy. Right. Absolutely. They're growing up. As, as if it's normal to tweet every single time you sneeze or your stomach growls or you're bored in chemistry class. And that's not normal. That is so not normal. Exactly. It, and that, that's not what social media was designed for. But the other thing is 
their brains aren't finished developing until they're 25. And what's missing is, and that's a scientific fact, what's missing is that that ability to judge the, the inhibitions. And I'm with you that we should really need to stop shaming parents on, on choosing to give a child a cell phone because by the year 2020, 90% of the world's population is going to have a cell phone age six and up. So that's a simple fact. But what <laughs> yes. we do need to do as parents is just be on top of what they're doing on these phones and teach them. It, that's on us. We can't bury our heads in the sand at all. We have to understand what they're doing and, and really kind of step up to the plate and guide that experience, in, in my personal opinion. I agree. To keep them safe and to keep them productive, using it the right way, so that they won't tweet their way out of a college scholarship or a job or something in the long run that could really hurt if you know if they weren't guided the right direction. Absolutely, and it's so evidenced by the the simple things that we're seeing. I mean, I know we gave huge branding and attention to the affluenza teen. Um, but the, but the <laughs> yeah. fact of the matter is he was too ignorant to realize that what he was putting on social media could put him in jail for the rest of his life. That's right. That's right. And that happens. Matter of fact, um, you know, I, I know of a situation personally where there was a girl, she was 15, and she was Snapchatting her boyfriend, um, uh, sexting him on Snapchat, you know, and, and thinking, oh, well, you know, it disappears. And the boyfriend was screenshotting it on the other end mm-hmm. and when she broke up with him as teens do he got mad and decided to tweet all those pictures out and unfortunately um was brought up on criminal charges for that that are going to mark him for the rest of his life on one dumb mistake like that and it happens yeah. and it's really on us as parents to be able to coach kids really early the minute they get that phone in their hand to say here's what's okay to do in public and here's what you is what's okay to do in private but you mm-hmm. really can't mix the two right it's so true. I mean, it, and I've told the story a thousand times, you know, when my kid was new on the cell phone, he came uh-huh. to me and they had gone on whitehouse.com and he <laughs> came to me, right? Don't, <laughs> on the cell phone and he brought it to us and it was a lot of, it took so much personal strength for him to bring <laughs> us his phone and say, I can't make these pictures go away. Right. What do I do? And we had right. a we had a moment there where we wanted to strangle him. Of course, of course. But then you probably were so thankful that he was open enough to bring that to you because he knew he needed help. Absolutely, absolutely. And we created a culture in that moment because that was like a, that was like the light bulb went on, right? <laughs> that created yeah. a culture in our family in that moment where we regularly check our kids' history and we yeah. think nothing of taking yeah. their phones from them at any moment and saying, "So what you doing?" <laughs> You know what? I am so in favor of that because I think that's even better than putting, you know, some of the the spying apps and so forth on their phones. If they know that they're going to have to hand the phone over on a moment's notice because technically it's not their phone. They're not paying the bill. It's it's your phone. They have the privilege of using it, which means you set the rules and you have the ability to see what's going on on there and to be involved in it and to know the passwords. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the right way to, to, you know, to parent, to handle things. Um, when your child has a phone, you just need to see what's going on. But you also need to be really cognizant of the fact that, you know, the, there are kids out there who do want to try and hide things. And there are, you know, the, the calculator apps and things like that where they can hide photos. So, you know, you need to be aware of those things too, which, you know, Heather and I kind of go into that in, in Get Safe Academy. But um, that's, those things you know, astound me. Yeah, I know. Right. And they're popping up new every day. 
Ugh. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness my husband is an engineer and knows about computers because I would never know <laughs> that that stuff exists. I mean, he used to do that as practical jokes. He would put these like these false fronts on people's um uh, people's computers at work and they'd be like, why the hell doesn't anything work? And he'd come home and ha ha ha. And then we like, you realize our kids can do that too, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Our kids know way more about our phones and social media than we do. But, you know, and I, and, and we're the first generation that's dealing with this, right? Because our parents, I can't call my mom and ask, you know, what did she, what did she, what did you do, mom, when I did this? Because mm-hmm. social media didn't exist when we were growing up, so we're sort of navigating this as a first generation, going through these, uh, you know, this interesting time in our lives of learning how to um, understand the social media world and the virtual world that our kids are growing up in that we didn't. That's so true. So tell us how parents can get a hold of you and find out what you're doing online, because we only have like thirty seconds left. So they can, um, of course, follow me on Twitter at Frenity, or my website is www.frenity.com, and Frenity is spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-D-Y, Frenity like Kennedy. Um, so that's my daughter's name is Kennedy, and uh, so that's sort of how we ended up with the name. But it's Frenity.com, and of course, we've got a Facebook page. And um, then we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about how to utilize Frenity in, uh, in terms of creating a positive digital footprint in one of the videos in Get Safe Academy. So you can also go to GetSafeAcademy.com. That's awesome. I did see that when I went on um, on the Get Safe Academy. You have a whole series of videos coming out, which is really cool, too. So I yep. encourage Parent Nation to go check it out, Frenity.com. Thank you so much, Janelle Patterson, for joining us today. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk to Kay Bransford about do you have the right to your kids' passwords? So stay tuned. Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. is your spare time worth they say time is money but the value of your non-working time also depends on how much you'd be willing to pay to eliminate time wasting activities like standing in line or sitting in traffic what's another word for the dislike of waiting macrophobia an Oslo-based online marketplace, kind of like a Norwegian Craigslist, created a calculator that determines how much your time is worth and how much you'd be willing to pay to get out of annoying and time-consuming tasks. You'll need to plug in how many hours you work and sleep during the day, along with how much you earn every month. You'll also have to ask yourself questions like, would you book an airline ticket with layovers instead of a direct flight just because it was cheaper? What's another word for that dislike of work? 
Phonophobia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome back to the show. After that last segment, I had to go uh, check my kids and see what they were doing. And, well, every one of them was on their cell phones. So, But you know what? They're quiet, though. So that's a good thing. And (laughs) they're not bothering me while I try to do my radio show with three teenagers in the house, which is always a great thing. So our next guest is Kay Bransford, and she is here. She's the author of Memory Bank, which is um, it's a workbook for life organization. She's been on the Dr. Oz show. She's been on the Huffington Post. And she is talking to us today about getting organized and why it is so important to the well-being of every adult. So we're going to be hitting the parenting space here. But she's also going to be talking to us about password safety. And um, the big question, Kay, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So welcome to the show. I have to say the big question, um, are do we have the right to our kids' passwords? No, we don't have a right to our kids' passwords, which is a little disconcerting. Um, <laughs> it's, and no, it's most of us don't know that. Wow, that's totally frustrating. I hope there are absolutely no kids listening to this show right now. <laughs> so what can we do? Well, what I did with my kids, um, because I've, I actually share my passcodes with the, everyone in the household because I have the Amazon account and I have the iTunes account. So I kind of set the tone by saying, I'm sharing these things with you because if I'm not here, I want you to be able to use them. And so if you will do the reciprocate. So my kids actually wrote down all their usernames and passcodes, and I said, you know, if you don't want me to see them or use them ever, put them in a sealed envelope. I hope I never have to open. But just for safety reasons, we need to have a backup system. So I have to I have to play devil's advocate, Kay, because I know that a lot of Parent Nation is sitting there shaking their heads and going, oh, hell no. Like, there is no way that my kids are going to have a device that I pay for without me being able to log on to it whenever I feel like it. How do you, how do you handle that kind of You know, that's a, that's a great question, and I, I, I traversed that because I had a kid that was older, and before this really came to mind, he had everything set up. We didn't put that condition in place. But when we gave it to my daughter and to both of them, we've said, we are paying for these devices, so we would like you to write them down and put them. But we give them the option. It's like... We're not doing this to snoop on you. We're doing this for safety. Um, So we wanted to build that trust and have a conversation about it, but we didn't want to kind of make it a demand. And that's what worked with my kids. But I know every kid's so different that it really is up to the parent about how you want to handle that. But they should get them written down and, and store them somewhere where they could get access to them. I do like the idea of keeping them in a sealed envelope. Um, because that, to me, is a level of respect. You know what I mean? It's like it's you know, it's like having the the key code to the button. You know, <laughs> if I ever have to push this button, 
you're authorizing me as the only person to be able to do it. Right. You know? And I mean, it even goes to like simple things like find my iPhone. We did set that up with our kids and said, you will have that app on. You won't turn off location services as we're paying for this device. You will always keep it on, but it's for safety and we have ours on. So you can see where we are. So right. we tried to do it as a reciprocal act of respect. Mm, I do like that a lot. I do. So what about now? Here's the thing. I know that I have passcodes on stuff because I need to limit my kids' ability to go on any device in my house at any time that they want. Do you agree with that or no? Um, that is a great question. So I've actually um, considered that. My, my youngest is now 13. So I have, I guess, different, you know, it really depends on the age of your kid and their habits. Um, and I considered turning it off at night. So I wasn't worried about her in her bed. <laughs> waking mm-hmm. up at midnight, <laughs> playing a game. Yeah. Um, and then I started, I guess, personally, it was a discussion I had with my husband and said, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And some of it was we we wanted to give her the ability to make that choice. And I felt like the, I would turn it off. And then for some reason, we would need internet access on her phone. And I would have limited myself or I would have done something that prevented us from getting online. Mm. So we started with a conversation and said, if there are, you know, we're having trouble with this or you're having trouble managing it, you're going to check the device in or we're going to put these limitations on on the devices, which we can do. But we had the discussion first and we haven't had to invoke those yet. And I hope we don't have to. That's pretty awesome. I have a, I have a little teen who is addicted to Minecraft. <laughs> so if he's allowed to play Minecraft at 2 o'clock in the morning, it, he's going to. And it's one of those things where I don't even think he realizes what time of day it is. Like, he'll be that guy who never cleans and stays up for 48 hours just playing games. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that's that's going to be my kid. So we have um, on our devices, on our personal computers and, and that sort of thing, we have parental controls set that he gets logged off at a certain time. Our accounts as the administrators don't. But yeah. we have to give him our passcode to use our accounts if it's after hours and, you know, we have 36 inches of snow on the ground and there's nothing else to do but play video games, you know, then we. <laughs> yeah, so. but I mean, I, I think to your point, it really, it, it helps us start a good conversation. We just, we parent different than our parents did. And you start to have different discussions with your kids. Um, so I think it's, it's always good to start with that conversation and say, you know what, here's really the right way to do it. We don't think you're managing with it or it lets you begin that conversation in a reasonable manner. I agree. You know, I find it so funny. I was, we had the earlier guest that was on Janelle Patterson. We were talking about something similar and I find it so funny that we, we consistently go back to our parents, you know, didn't have to deal with the same things that we did. I was from the generation, and I, I have a feeling that you both are too, I was from the generation that we knew where dad's Playboy magazines were hidden in the house. So <laughs> if, we, if, we, if they were at work and we were left home alone and we knew where the stash was, we were getting into things that we weren't supposed to see that weren't age appropriate either. You know, I just think that the medium has changed. I don't think the desire to do a, inappropriate things for our age has changed. I think the medium has changed. Yes, that's a great point. 
So how do you help parents to manage all of this stuff through your, your workbook, your memory bank workbook? Yep. So um, I really remind parents that they don't have these rights and they, everyone in the household should be writing down your usernames and passcodes to all the sites you have. Most adults have over 28 is the average. I know I have over 80 between all the medical accounts and the eyeglasses prescriptions. There's just so many things you need online usernames and passcodes to. Um, But it's not even just the usernames and passcodes. Now a lot of the sites are adding in pins and security questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have free worksheets that they can download off our website, memorybank.com, at TAME, T-A-M-E. Um, and so it just it has a whole worksheet where you can write all these things down and you can leave them in an open format or you can put them in sealed envelopes, um, depending on what your family wants to do. But writing them down to me is the best thing a family can do to make sure that they always have access to those passcodes when they need them. I you know, it's so funny that you say that because I have an old date book that's like really ancient. But the reason that I have to keep it is because all of my passwords, I started writing all my passwords in it. Well, now there's literally three pages of passwords for everything from their school lunch accounts to my my <laughs> bank accounts and my, like you said, my medical accounts and all these other crazy things that you sign up for. My goodness, like if you sign up for a coaching program online, you have to create a username and password for it. So I love that you're making it a manual process because my husband's like, well, you should put all that stuff online. I'm like, duh, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> if it's online, what's, the, what's stopping anybody from tapping into all of it? Well, and I think the other part of the online is, and I, I come from, I worked in software for over 20 years. So I love everything online and I love the internet and the access to those things, but when somebody else needs to get to it, the encryption and the security that you put into place will prevent the person you want to be able to get to it from getting into it. Right. So the bad guys can get into it, and then the people you want to get into it can't get into it. So <laughs> writing it down just makes it super easy. <laughs> I, I so agree. That is too funny. So, and you know, I have a question for you too. So I've been hearing this a lot. Those quizzes and stuff that you can take on uh, social media sites, I've always, always, always resisted doing them as much as I can because they ask you questions about your birth date, the month you were born, your cat's name, stuff like that. And I thought, those are privacy questions. Yes, those are privacy questions. And they're the, those are, many of them are those top Security questions that your bank uses. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of scary thinking about how smart the criminals are fishing for information, you know, and kind of building a social profile for you. Most people that steal that information and hack people's accounts are getting the information from the individuals themselves. Typically, they'll call. That's kind of the number one way has been they would call on the phone and it's, it's now a very prevalent way that for elder abuse, they'll call and say, hi, I'm Microsoft, and I want to help you with your computer. Let's go log in. What's your username? What's your passcode? So it, it's just crazy how, how much we just freely give up information when we really need to think about why are they asking for this? Right. So before you find out that your elf name is, you know, Sprinkles McSugar Cookie, 
<laughs> realize that you're probably telling someone your, you know, your mom's maiden name and your month of your birth. It's yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Right. So you have, you have a way, um, or you have a reasoning behind why people should set up like specific, um, security terms and words and stuff like that. Like every time I hear that or see that, I think of like mistletoe is the, is the escape word from the four Christmases movie, but you have like certain terminology and stuff that you think that families should develop to keep themselves safe. So I guess I didn't go into as that as far as creating different terminology because there's a lot of different philosophies out, out there about you know creating a um, past. It's really a sentence is a smart way to do it and using different acronyms. Um, I, within our family, we use probably five different security codes depending on the level of security we're looking for, and so and we share them which they say not to do, um, but we actually do that because we want to make sure each other, like especially my husband and I, I need to make sure he can get into the banking account and I want him to know what my security code is without really having to think about it. I kind of like that my husband doesn't go into our account, but go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think it's coming up with um, very simple terms that are almost, usually families have different jokes um, we, we created secret, um, spy names for each of the kids when we were, when they were little. So they knew, you know, if someone's coming to pick you up, what's your spy name going to be? And they're going to give you this name. So you'll know that mommy and daddy sent them. Oh so my gosh. we created simple things like that, that it's, you only know those words if you're a member of our family. Holy smoke. That is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard because we've, we've always done that. It's like the woodchuck, the gray squirrel kind of thing. Like we, we gave our kids silly nicknames and we told them that if I send someone to pick you up, they're going to tell you Daw's middle name. That's their grandfather. They're going to tell yep. you Daw's middle name, which is blah, blah, blah. So that's brilliant. I love that. So it's kind of like every good boy does fine. Like you create a sentence and that's an acronym for the... For the security yes. words? Yep, you oh can do goodness. that for the security words. You can. We use a system where we um, use letters and numbers, so we don't actually write down the words, but it's very easy to see. You know, like if it's pizza 22, pizza is a P, and then, you know, we use letters and number sim symbols, so you know it's that password. It's really easy to identify them. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And that's something that we can find on your website or in your workbook? Yes, it's in the workbook. Oh, I love that. So I'm supposed to ask you about your iTunes story. Does it take longer than like two minutes? Because that's all we have left. Um, no, it doesn't take longer than that. But the, <laughs> the, <laughs> but it really comes down to, you know, families are now finding out. Actually, we share an iTunes account in my family with the music. And there's a lot of stories now where, you know, families that shared those accounts, if something happens to the keeper of the passcode, no one gets access to the account anymore. So you don't get into your movies. You don't get into the music. And they've come up with different ways where you can now share them. But it's we've never even switched to the new system. Um, so it, it is just one of those things, especially iTunes, your Apple passcodes. You need to make sure your loved ones know them because it's the only way they're going to get in. There's no legal rights. There's no power of attorney. There's no way to get into any of your online accounts right now unless you have them written down. 
I'll, let me tell you something, sister. One of my, t- my Twitter accounts that was very active was hijacked by a very negative organization. And oh. they changed the, the email and the password. And I could prove five ways from Sunday that it was my account, that it was being used by me, including people addressing me directly on the account in the past. And they would not give me back access to that account. Ooh, yes, that is some scary crapola right there. So definitely want to keep your eyes on those kind of things. I can't believe we're out of time, Kay, but this was such a really, really awesome conversation. I am thankful for you and Janelle for joining us today and keeping us and our kids safe online. I want everybody to check you out on Memory Bank. That's B-A-N-C dot com. And um, I, I, there's free worksheets on there if you go to MemoryBank.com slash TAME, T-A-M-E. So check it out. And until next week, everybody, keep playing. Been listening to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein. Want more real talk for real parents? Seriously, Parent Nation, not every decision in parenting has to contain a hidden message or a life lesson. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at tarakennedykline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try 